0: hey what's up guys welcome to the xd podcast level 28 my name is rob and i'm joined by my co-host adam how are you doing today adam
1: hello i'm doing all right
0: how are you rob not too bad not too bad uh a little bit of a busy day i will say something that i'm looking forward to is i got this pack of pokemon cards Mm. and i'm extremely excited to just Crack this baby open and just start opening up some sleeves. There's nothing better than opening up Pokemon card sleeves.
1: Yeah, cracking some packs, man.
0: Crack, cracking some packs. Adam, you, I, when you were when we lived near each
1: other, yes. uh, years ago, um,
0: you were into Magic the Gathering. Do
1: you, yeah, are you,
0: do you still collect those at all?
1: Oh no, I I sold them all. Well, actually, oh, I, I I uh, I sold them all to a friend of ours actually, and uh, maybe acquaintance of yours. I don't know um but yeah i was like this is way too expensive and uh (laughs) i just don't have time to like go and play with the people that i normally play with and yeah like yeah this this is not good was not making wise money decisions (laughs) with with them i'm like i need to stop yeah yeah are you are you kind of
0: hopeful that i mean now that you have kids are you hopeful that they'll get into card games and that kind of stuff or
1: is that something um, that you're hoping
0: for? Like, yes, get into them. So that way I have a reason to play these.
1: No, not like a trading card game. I would, I would actually rather them, of course, video games, but I'd, I'd really love for them to get into like, uh like tabletop role play. Oh, <laughs> nice. Some, okay. Like, yeah. Uh, Some like kiddo Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Um, yeah. I think that would be a lot of fun, but we'll see. That would awesome. That would be pretty cool. I
0: mean, I remember yeah. when uh, Vanessa and I, when we first got married, and we moved over here i was i was getting in i was ramping up within my pokemon collection i was trying to get them Mm -hmm. and i actually convinced her to play with me so we were playing pokemon cards for a while and then i fell off i just fell off not because (laughs) not because of smart financial reasons but because of just i guess work got so busy and i i just was not in a good mental place or whatever so i just completely fell off of it but it wasn't until recently Mm -hmm. that somebody that i know he he was starting to get into cards and he po- I was literally talking to Vanessa. I was like, man, I just wish there was somebody out there that was playing Pokemon cards I like, could play with. Because I think about it often. And then two mm-hmm. days later he posted online. He's like, hey, trying to get back into Pokemon cards. I was like, perfect, perfect timing. Let's go. I'm in. Um, but that's enough of Pokemon cards. As a matter of fact, we're not talking about Pokemon at all today. We have a couple things to talk about regarding PlayStation, Nintendo, Xbox, and a little bit more. So let's get right into it. The intro of the show is Welcome to the XP Podcast. We talk about things about video games and bring topics to the digital table for your amusement. If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or corrections, send them our way at Ambitious Casual on Twitter. And if you're watching on YouTube, leave them in the comments below. Press the like button and subscribe and share these videos with your friends. We much, Mm. much appreciate that. Without further ado, mm-hmm. let's get right into the show. First off, we're going to start with a little bit of a ride in. Um, we, I, well, I made a, a short film on our last podcast episode, uh, well, level twenty-seven, and I just clipped out the uh, is Breath of the Wild a or is Breath of the Wild two a Switch game, uh, a Switch two game, and um, clipped that out, put it out there on the ether- internet, and uh, we got a response. Now, mm-hmm. Adam, you tell me. I, when I saw this response, I responded to it through the main ambitious casual account, and I said, "Honestly, that's a really good point." And he's what they I made say. that point, Rob. Did you? I don't remember you saying that <laughs> uh, at Veteran Child Twenty on TikTok when we were posted this video. He said, "The reason it looks way better than the first, it's not a port of a Wii U game." Dot dot dot. geez, that's what he said. Yeah, and uh, I responded back, and I was like, "That's a, that's a very solid point." That's a very solid point. So, Adam, I mean, I guess uh, you you said that you said it. I didn't catch it. I mean, you obviously agree with them. Do you want to expand a bit more on that reasoning?
1: I mean, they do this all the time. I I feel like they've done it multiple generations, right? So um, Breath of the Wild, the first one, came out in both Wii U and on Switch. Um, Twilight Princess came out both on GameCube and on Wii. So they definitely straddle the generation lines. Um yeah. you know, Skyward Sword came out near the end of, of the Wii. Uh but since Wii U could play Wii U or Wii games, you know, it's not a big deal. Um and I could see it being the same way as with Breath of the Wild 2. Maybe it's not even going to be like maybe does it doesn't even get like a Switch 2 release at all if they're going to have backwards compatibility to the switch, which based off of news story further along in the doc is something that they're probably thinking about and trying to make sure that they don't leave people behind. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, I know you, you said in the last show, um, I, I a hundred percent agree. I mean, look, if we look at the, Wii U, I mean the Wii, and we see twilight princess and then compare that to skyward sword, I'm not. I'm not a developer. I don't know the 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 hard hitting back end logistics of all these kinds of things. But just by looking at the two, one of them looks very obviously better than the other, just in regards to fidelity a bit. And I'm talking about Skyward Sword looks better than Twilight Princess, which Twilight Princess was the bridge. So Mm -hmm. these are. This is a very good point. I mean, honestly, it kind of makes me stop and think to myself, like that was kind of. It makes me excited now because it's almost like. It's how everyone's like, can we stop making games that are for the PS4 and the PS5 and just make a PS5 game? And that's practically what this is, is this is not a game that was for the Wii U and the Switch. This is just a Switch game. So the possibilities of it actually being something of a bit more higher quality in regards to resolution and maybe what they can do in regards to the world is much, much better. So I think that is actually a really good point. And honestly, I'm uh, kudos to you, Adam. I mean, you said it first. so. um, But in regards to our shorts and reels, guys, hey, go check out the Instagram, the Mm -hmm. YouTube shorts, the TikToks. Everything is under at Casual" On Instagram, we got 4,420 views on that clip. Uh, YouTube shorts, 460, and TikTok, 278. And so just go check them out. We have more clips on there. Like them, share those as well. That'd be much appreciated. While we're on the topic of Nintendo, I think it's fitting to just go straight into the Nintendo corner of our main uh, lineup. And so getting into that, We're looking at Nintendo does not want to repeat past mistakes. This comes straight from IGN Mm -hmm. written by Joe Scrabbles, and this is what they had to say. In the company's latest financial briefing Q&A, an attendee asked Furukawa how Nintendo aimed to move on from the Switch smoothly when it chooses to release next generation hardware. While Furukawa didn't directly acknowledge new hardware or when it might arrive, he pointed out the company is aiming to learn from its past mistakes is what he has to say. Looking back on past experiences of generational change, such as the change from Wii and Nintendo DS errors, we recognize that one of our tasks is ensuring the transition to future generations of hardware is as smooth as possible, he said. Continuing, he finishes, we're focusing on building long-term relationships with our consumers in parentheses through Nintendo accounts. While continuing to release new Nintendo Switch software for consumers to enjoy, we aim to maintain relationships across hardware, hardware generations, through services that utilize Nintendo accounts and by providing opportunities for them to experience our IP through other non-gaming channels. Adam, I want to throw this off to you. Everything that I'm seeing here looks good. Mm-hmm. Furukawa saying good things. What are your thoughts on this?
1: Uh, Mostly positive. I think it, I mean, it spells good news that I would think in terms of backward compatibility, uh, not just in terms of like physical games but uh when they talk about through the nintendo accounts makes me think that they would you know honor all of your uh digital purchases on the switch yeah um, that those could still be downloaded um that that's my take uh (laughs) i hope it doesn't mean that it's only through digital and they're not planning for a physical backwards compatibility i feel like that would be a pretty crummy thing so i'm not expecting that but just like a hopefully that's that's not how he meant it. Right, right, right. I mean,
0: I, I 100% agree. I think Nintendo has always gone away. They're almost like the grandfather of the entire industry. Like, oh, he doesn't know how to use that phone yet. Like, just be patient with them. They're always the ones who are a little behind in regards to software, hardware, that kind of thing. And I don't mean innovation. I think Nintendo mm-hmm. is, is so creative in their mind when they come to innovation. But in regards to just the logistics and how things work, they're a little behind sometimes. Like, The online service, their storefront, just other things. I'm like, guys, why is this? Why is Mm -hmm. it like this? And so I think they're realizing they're at a point where they're like, okay, we can't get away with this. We have to be proactive now and make sure that we stay up to date. We cannot charge people ten times for Super Mario World anymore. Like we got to make sure.
1: I mean,
0: you have a good point. I mean, I mean, honestly, they can, and we, they will, and we will still buy it. I don't know how though. I feel like as time goes on, more and more people are going to be vocal and they're not really going to fly for it as long as much as they did before. As long as everything is in a digital landscape. Um, So I'm excited. I'm happy about this. Don't quite know what this looks like in the future, but hopefully, you know, maybe I'm hoping that their software is able to upgrade with the hardware. And I don't mean like, I mean like naturally, let's say Mario Odyssey, let's say the switch Two runs on 60 frames per second 4k that kind of stuff hopefully when you play mario odyssey on switch 2 not saying it's going to boost resolution or anything i can't do that unless with the patch but on a baseline hopefully the game just runs better overall hopefully their hardware is capable of doing things like i mean their software is capable of of upgrading with the hardware like that because sometimes you sure. have games that the stuttering like i can play bloodborne on my ps5 mm-hmm. The frame rate is still garbage on there, and so um, I hopefully they can you know that 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 moves on with the rest of their hardware and mm-hmm. stuff like that.
1: The the things that come to mind specifically in terms of like improving performance on on Switch for whatever the next gen is is I, I would expect barely life to be better. Oh on, yeah, like you know lasting much longer. So if your Switch plays Breath of the Wild. For three hours i expect new hardware could play it for longer than that yep um because they're they're having to probably do more uh more stability around frame rates mm-hmm. um so most of the games are are pretty good but there are games that have or points in games that have struggles obviously breath of the wild again has a few points where the, there are frame drops um Definitely. even links awakening um oh, and yeah. then yeah uh, if they manage to do oled screens again because um, I'm assuming that this is another handheld, then you're going to get the natural bump that the the swollet already gets mm. on j- games just looking better on the screen too. So. Right, right. I agree. I agree.
0: Um, before we move on, uh, I did not see the Indie World. We, I, we didn't even write down a full story on it. I know that you posted it real quick. Adam, just real fast. Is there any like standouts that were on the Indie World showcase that you uh, liked or anything or no?
1: Um, well, from the sizzle reel, um they of course were putting Card Shark out there again, uh, which I've been looking to forward to forever, it feels like. Um, since maybe the beginning of this podcast, uh we've been going. And that is coming out in June. So Sweet. uh this June. It'll be great. There's a game called Gunbrella, which <laughs> okay. which looks really, really good. Nice, nice. Uh like more better than it than it actually has any any uh is there any reason to look for? Uh, let me look up because I, I was chatting with Austin uh, during. So we talked a lot about them, uh, but they talked about Cold of the Lamb again, uh, which is another okay. one I was really looking yeah. forward to. There's a, a game called Another Crab's Treasure, uh, which is a crustacean themed souls like. And that looks phenomenal. Sweet. Uh, yeah. And, and there there are a lot of uh, other kind of just small good ones Um there wasn't any of like the, you know, games that people have just been waiting on forever, like Hollow Knight, Silk Song. Like exactly. that's not there. But <laughs> exactly. like that's generally NT's I I'm looking for stuff I haven't heard about before, or more info on stuff that they've already teased. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, Gunbrella. Nice. Look it up. Everyone it should be go, good. Go check that
0: out. Go check that out. out um, um, not out till next
1: year, but you know. You can look at the trailer now and get excited for it. Right, right, right. Just clarifying that.
0: (laughs) Moving on to the PlayStation Corner, guys. We got a hefty story. There's so much information. Adam and I are not going to read through all these pieces. It'll take us forever. So just make sure if you're listening on the podcast or you're on YouTube, I'm going to have the links to all these things in there so you can go look at it along with us as we talk about it. Without further ado, the PlayStation Plus lineup revealed we have more info in regards to this updated playstation plus lineup regarding you know the three tiers essential extra premium all that kind of stuff uh this comes by way of the playstation blog written by nick mcguire here's what he has to write monthly games will still remain for the base playstation plus essential tier an additional monthly refresh will occur in the middle of each month with new games across the playstation plus extra and premium slash deluxe plans The number of games refreshed will vary per month. Um, Getting right into the PS4 and PS5 game catalog. Now, this is pertaining to PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium slash Deluxe plans. Here's what they say. We're focused on adding high-quality titles into the PlayStation Plus service for players to enjoy. I'm pleased to share a selection of the content that will be available for PlayStation Plus Extra and Premium slash Deluxe plans. PlayStation.com will be updated with the game list when it launches in your region. We got the game list. Now, before I go in, Adam, I'm a little confused as I'm reading this right now. What do you? What, what's with this deluxe plan? I've never heard them oh, use that terminology.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's like an alternative to the premium plan where they okay. do not have the infrastructure for game streaming. Um, so it's a cheaper price than what premium is because it can't offer the... Any of the PlayStation 3 games or, like yeah. I said, the, the ability to stream, which is part of the premium. Interesting.
0: So technically four tiers then.
1: Yeah, but I mean, it, you can't do deluxe in the United States because okay. premium is available. So it, sure. it is just for the regions where premium is not available at all. I see. I see. Thank you for the clarification.
0: Um, So in regards to the PS4, and the PS5 catalog, they gave a lineup of just a bunch of games from PlayStation Studios to third parties. And like I said, guys, this is a lot. I'm going to kick it off to you, Adam, just by looking at this list. First off, I want to know, are you happy with this list? Does it look good? And what are some standouts Mm -hmm. on this list that actually are surprising that they're even
1: on there? Oh, man. Uh, Just for the first party or for third party as well? First party? Okay, um, I think it's a great list of games that I own half of them already. <laughs> uh, I mean, yep. some that I bought for myself, some that have been uh, a part of the um, PS Plus uh, monthly games before. And so right. if you've been picked up from there, um, personally, I'm actually really excited, uh, would be really excited for Patapong and Patapong 2. I know those <laughs> nice. are probably cheap enough to uh, to get, um, but then a few others, uh, Rezogun, uh, actually the, uh, Uncharted, uh, Nathan Drake collection. Um, yep. because th- these are all ones that I don't have access to already. Um, right. Right. but there are tons of great games on here. Um, you know, everything from, uh, Bloodborne, you know, Demon Souls, uh, Horizon, both the Marvel, Spider-Man, uh, games that are out so far, uh, Fraternal, Last of Us, so it is really a good uh curation of definitely. a lot of the greatest hits um if you don't have them already definitely. um or haven't played them yet
0: definitely definitely I think this is an this is a great list overall um again, this is all playstation studios this is first party stuff I mean some of these studios at the time when they were released were second party at the time, but you know mm-hmm. acquired since then but this is a good list unfortunately for me just like you all the the games on here that I care about, I already have. And I think it's interesting seeing them again. It kind of makes me want to go back and try them out again, though, uh, because mm-hmm. I'm reminded of them, especially with, I mean, we'll get to what we've been playing later. But, I mean, we're going to have this year. We don't even know what's coming out. And so this might be the backlog year, you know. So there's a lot of interesting things here. But I, what I like about the list is this list seems like it's curated for not the hardcore. It's curated for those who are entering into the you know the ecosystem of that being playstation and like hey pay this much money and have access to some of the greatest games dude i mean bloodborne we got uh demon souls from blue point uh, uh, unbelievable we have all the spider-mans we have the last of us mm-hmm. Uncharted. you name it we have a bunch of them so uh, i will say some of the ones that stand out to me that i'm not i don't remember if i own them uh, or not but there's a lot of housemark games here that ever since returnal I've been wanting to go back and play some Housemark games. Mm-hmm. Housemark, everything's here. Alienation, Resogun, some of their greatest stuff is on here. So I'm excited to even jump in and try those out. Um, I'm a yeah. big, I was a big fan of Gravity Rush remastered. I loved it. Uh, I can't wait to even jump in and play Gravity Rush two and try that out because uh, I just never jumped into that. So mm-hmm. I'm, i I love this list. I think it's great. Um, but moving on to the third party partners, um, it's a different list. And I, it's it's, you know, we got some people from Ubisoft, some people from Paradox, uh, WB Games, uh, Annapurna, Square Enix, that kind of stuff. Adam, any thoughts on this?
1: Um, I hear a lot of good things about the Artful Escape, so I'm actually yeah. uh, excited for that one. Uh, there are a couple there are multiple awesome games, uh, both from the indie side and the big publisher side. Uh, obviously, anyone who's listened to this knows that I love Celeste. I love Hollow Knight. Those are both on here. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy had a really good time with that. That's on here. And Outer Wilds is another big indie that I haven't played yet. So that's still kind of a Definitely. blind spot for me. And then, Definitely. of course, there's Red Dead 2 on here, which you and Austin, very big fans of, if I if I remember correctly. Amazing.
0: Amazing game. So, yeah, so. I'm, I'm impressed. Uh, I, I totally agree. I think the list the list looks good. I mean, we have some 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 good things on here it's kind of funny because final fantasy 15 royal edition that's already on um that's already on the playstation plus collection
1: um i don't think it's the royal edition that is okay just the the base collection uh let me double check because i do have it on here okay um um oh it is the royal edition that's on ps plus collection so so, uh, um, but but to be fair, that that's only for PlayStation Five owners only. Still, so this would uh, hit that for uh, PlayStation Four. Good point. Which good point. I mean, it's kind of like a reminder that, uh, or kind of like drive some of the point that that's something that they're probably not going to add to. Definitely. Uh, or are at some I don't know. Maybe they do sunset it at some point. Yeah. Um, since yeah. they have everything else going on. But yeah. Um.
0: Some. 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 Picks on here that I'm actually really excited that that are on here. Control Ultimate Edition. I've played Control only halfway. Stopped. That was on PS4. They had the PS5 version here. That's dope. I might jump in and try that out. Um, Mm -hmm. We have... um, What is this on here? Uh, Dead Cells. Dead Cells is one of those games on my Switch that I always go back to. It's a roguelike game. Love it. If you guys haven't checked it out, check it out. Um, It's, uh, weirdly enough, Naruto Shapood and Ultimate Ninja Storm 4. I think that's awesome. I... I love those games, but I'm not going to go out of my way to buy them, you know? Mm-hmm. So I, I love the fact that they have that on there. I'm going to check that out. Outer Wilds is a really, really, really good game. Y'all should go check that out. Um, and Red Dead Redemption 2, obviously, no brainer. Check that one out because that one's amazing. It's kind of weird, though, when we get, like, Tom Clancy's The Division. And I'm like, man, that's just... I I, I, I guess <laughs> you can go through it and play it, but, like, The Division 2 is out. And they're kind of somewhat Uh, live service games to an extent. It's almost like if Destiny 1 was on here. I'm like, okay, I guess. So (laughs) either or, those are my thoughts. Um, Uh, Moving on, we get a look at the... Oh, what's up?
1: I was just going to reiterate. So what we have is not actually the final list uh, for US yet. Um, So this is just what they have confirmed so far. Um, I think you did read it off earlier, but we will get the full list of games uh whenever uh the service goes live
0: sweet sweet thank you for uh for reminding us about that because again this might seem like again when you go look at it it might look like a lot but then there's even more coming which is even more exciting um classic games catalog again for playstation plus extra and premium and then those deluxe plans that are not in america they write playstation plus premium slash deluxe members will have a selection of popular classic games to play with some titles that will show improved frame rates and higher quality resolution compared to their original launch versions. For select original PlayStation Plus and PSP Classic games, members will also enjoy a new user interface with menus that allow you to save your game at any time, or even rewind the game if you want a do-over. Also, players who have previously purchased the digital version of select games from the original PlayStation and PSP generation will not have to make a separate purchase or sign up to the playstation plus to play these titles on ps4 or ps5
1: one one more quick correction because i don't up? think it copied correctly over this is just for playstation plus premium yes slash deluxe yes thank you for catching okay. that
0: uh yeah not extra only premium and deluxe uh, and then lastly they write additionally some remastered classics from previous console generations will be added to the playstation plus premium slash deluxe plan. Um, this is such a short list. I'm gonna just read them off real fast. PlayStation Studios, we got Ape Escape, Hot Shots Golf, IQ, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Siphon Filter, and superstarless Portable. Um, that is one, two, three, four, five PlayStation games and one PSP game. And then in the third party partners, we got Mr. Driller, Tekken 2, Worms World Party, and Worms Armageddon.
1: Adam what are your
0: thoughts on these i mean again this is not the full list i'm hope it, i'm hoping that it gets it, better but you tell me
1: i i imagine so so i'm i'm actually looking at what uh hong kong is getting um because okay. it's already i think already live over there so yeah well i would imagine we get either the same list or more okay and there i want to say there's maybe two or three times as many well Whoa. let's see because some of these I'm looking at are also listed under the extra tier, but maybe they're they're not. I think these are the remastered versions you get with premium. Um, yeah, so I think there there is more, there is more that I think will come. Think, okay. if I'm looking at this correctly. Okay, so, um, there are a couple that I I think I'd like to play, but it's like it's not a ton. Um, so I I I would actually love to play Ape Escape. Uh I remember yeah. I vaguely, vaguely remember renting that for PS1 when I was in like, I don't know, first, second grade or something nice. like that. Nice. And I I don't remember I know I didn't get very far. So I would love to go back and actually uh give that um another go. Uh Super Stardust, so that's another uh House game. Yeah. Uh that is supposed to be really good. That I would love to check out, and then I hear a lot of people talk about Siphon Filter, but I've never actually looked at what it is. So yeah. uh, that, and then Dark Cloud Games uh, would probably be the other ones I, I look at too.
0: Cool, cool. I, I again, Superstar Superstars Portable, Siphon Filter. Those are the only standout ones to me. Uh, it has been announced actually by Ben Studio themselves that Siphon Filter will be getting trophies. Like you can do mm-hmm. these classic games, get trophies and a platinum too which is which is awesome the ability is there so if you're telling me right now there's a chance we're going to get metal gear on here which trophies don't even get me started (laughs) i will do it um so I, i i'm excited i'm hoping that we get more psp games i think psp is one of those very nostalgic moments of time for me because like my cousin had a psp we would sometimes borrow it, play some games here or there. And I, it's just one of those systems that I did not have enough time with. And so I want to go back and play some games that are on there. There's like a Metal Gear Acid, which was like a turn-based game. Um, there's there's just so many games on the PSP that I miss, and I want to go back and play those. They look super, super cool. Um, Third-party yeah. partners, though. Whatever. Um, we get some classic games catalog remasters as well. And um, mm. it's it's a good list right here. Uh, Real quick, Ape Escape 2, Arc the Lad, Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud 2, Fantavision, Hot Shots, Tennis, Jack 2, Jack 3, Jack X, Jack and Daxter, Rogue Galaxy, Siren, Wild Arms 3, and then for third parties is Bioshock Remastered, Borderlands, The Handsome Collection, Bulletstorm, Full Clip, Kingdoms of Amalur, and Lego Harry Potter Collection. Any of those sent out to you, Adam? Are you happy with this remaster PlayStation Studios list?
1: Um... I think so. I, I mentioned wanting to check out Dark Cloud, Dark Cloud Two. Everything else, I either ha- anything else I'm interested in, I I have already. Except maybe Bioshock Remastered. That'd be the only other one. But definitely, yeah, definitely. I agree. I agree.
0: uh They look fun. I mean, I'm I'm, I'm excited, but I, I guess we'll see. I mean, when I get the service, because I'm I'm signing up no matter what. I just have to. Um, when I get the service, I might dabble with some Jack Two, some Jack Three. I mean. I loved those games when I was younger, so I'd go back to them and play with them a little bit. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Moving on, we get original PS3 games via streaming. This is what they have to say. The new PlayStation Plus will offer PS3 games to stream and play on PS4, PS5, and PC. These are original, non-remastered versions of PS3 games and are available to PlayStation Plus premium members where cloud streaming is available. But Before we continue, I just... Want to throw this out there? I hope that these games can be downloaded eventually. Eventually, eventually. Sure. Um, it's a good list of PS3 games on here, Adam. Any any standouts for you? Are you this is get you excited at all? Like oh, it's weird because we yeah. get Demon Souls, <laughs> Blue Point remastered. You know, and then Look, they're like, some, "Hey, do you want to people... stream Demon Souls on PlayStation Three, guys?"
1: Some people want the the original version you know they, they want the classic experience i don't i don't want that <laughs> i like the pretty ps5 version yeah yeah uh, but yeah some people want to want to go back and play the, the original experience the classic experience uh either because they've played it and they want to play it again or just to see what uh, this actually used to be um yeah. i am excited for the ratchet and Clank games i've i my my I don't know how I put it. I have a I have a large gap in my gaming history between PS2 and PS4. I, I had a PS2, played plenty of games, both the Ratchet and Clank games, or at least two of the Ratchet and Clank games on there. I played, and then we had a PS3, but I maybe bought three games for it. I I think I I think I only had whatever Prince of Persia game was on there, and like Need for Speed Undercover, nice and maybe one other thing uh so i missed all of this i missed uncharted (laughs) i missed uh last of us Uh, and then you know as you know i didn't come back to playstation until ps5 and i've been cleaning up some of the playstation 4 games but yeah yeah the ps3 is a huge gap for me so uh yeah there's definitely stuff on here i'd play um and we'll see what else comes oh infamous like i haven't played any infamous infamous games either like those games are awesome those games are awesome so I mean, yeah, yeah. They,
0: I, what they have to offer in regards to certain first parties and stuff like that—it's—it's it's, it's dope. Um, again, I mean, I, I'm teasing. I, I've been—I'm buying Nintendo. I mean, uh Game Boy, Game Boy Color games. Like, you know, you like what you like, and so the fact that it's there and it's available to you—that's awesome. And um, I will say, the ones that sent out to me, again, another Housemark Superstar is HD. I want to try that out. Um, I really do want it in the third-party stuff. Want to try out Red Dead Redemption Undead Nightmare? Never played that, so that'd be cool to check out. And then Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2. Love me some Ninja Gaiden. Um, And then continuing, this is technically the last portion of all this. Time-limited game trials. The time-limited game trial benefit will enable you to try select games before you buy. After downloading a trial of the full game, you can play it for two hours for most games. The playtime counter only counts while you are in the game. It's a great way to try games before you decide to buy, and any trophies and games save data from the trial period will carry forward if you purchase the game. Now, before I continue, it's not written on here. Adam, did you hear the same thing, that it's in the, it's yes. PlayStation themselves that are curating the, the, the time limit?
1: Oh, that are curating the time limit?
0: Because uh, I thought they're the ones who are choosing what part of the game are they allowing you to try.
1: Hmm. No, I thought you were going to say, did, did you hear that every game that's more than $35 would be required to have one? That too. that's what I heard.
0: That too, uh, yes. Don't so, know uh, how they're going to d- do
1: it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know in terms of, uh, I hadn't heard anything about the selection process for what part of the game or the time limit or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I mean... I don't know if PlayStation's picking it. That might be that could be rough, but maybe that means it's less work on the devs. I don't know.
0: It just doesn't make sense though, because if you want to like you can't drop someone in the middle of Horizon Forbidden West and like, hey, whatever you got here will carry over into the next game. That doesn't make any sense. So yeah. it's gotta be the beginning every single time. I will say smart of them. Smarter of them to choose Horizon Forbidden West and Uncharted Legacy of Thieves Collection as the first two for PlayStation first parties. That's dope, which makes you wonder is God of War Ragnarok going to have a two hour game trial? Yeah, you think so?
1: Yeah, I I think so. <laughs> Why not? I don't know, man. You just, just you just going to play two hours of Ragnarok and then be done. I, well, I mean, I hope not. I mean, I would.
0: It's just interesting because I, I can see this going two ways. Either a lot of people jumping into the game and they're like, oh, two, the first two hours didn't grab me. I'm done. I don't have to buy it. And I feel like they can. That's the one struggle with it. But again, what do I know? Hopefully it's not like that.
1: I mean, this is the whole this is like the whole Xbox Game Pass like conversation, I think, too. (laughs) Right. I guess it's like and it's like you're 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 I don't know. You're not buying games, but you're playing more games. Right. But you're also paying for a service to do that. I mean, you know, that whole I think it was the last episode, but that whole like statistical like marketing stuff that they Xbox had put together for um, uh, GDC talking about how oh, Xbox yes. Game Pass was increasing the the genres, the the number of genres that people were dipping into and like increasing the number of games that they're playing. It's like it's it's almost kind of dipping into that a little bit without actually being like, whoa. We're not going to let you play the whole game, right, for, right, right, for no additional cost. But right, you right. you do get the taste, and I think that's nice that you get to try it out. Because um, I I don't know if we'll get to it later. But uh, if I had tried out the first two hours of uh, Skywalker Saga before buying, I don't know if I would have bought it.
0: <laughs> that's sad.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, again, I'm I'm
0: glad that PlayStation is the ones who has to prove that this is worth something, so they had to choose the first party games right off the bat. So I'm glad that they didn't weren't I'm I'm glad they were not like, uh, hey, two hours of Returnal and two hours of Rift Apart. Like, I'm glad that they're allowing you to go straight in, choose one of the newer games that they have, see if you enjoy it. Third party choices kind of weird to me though. Um, we get. CD project I mean CD project reads Cyberpunk
1: 2077 which is weird I'm 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 so surprised it's on there No that that makes so much sense they're like look we got to we have a really uh, we have a long way to come back from we need <laughs> yeah. we need every bit of goodwill that we can reclaim uh, They
0: definitely were like you know what hey since you guys messed up so bad in the last one here's how you can fix it
1: Yeah I I would not be surprised if that was the- of the conversation between playstation and cd project yeah um for sure and then it looks like they have some kind of you know possibly a good partnership with 2k uh in terms of that but i i do think that uh you know i feel like there's quite a lot of cross uh promotion with their titles so i feel like they're down to work with playstation on this stuff oh definitely definitely definitely
0: uh, I'm looking at that um, link that you put right there for the PlayStation Plus collection, uh, the Hong Kong page, <clears throat> and um, I'm noticing there's a couple things on here that I don't feel like we're on the original one, but it is definitely worth worth checking out, guys. I, we will put this in the description of the video as well, so you can go and you know dig in and see what's there. Um, but that's practically it. This is kind of like a our our, our our little bits of nibbles, so that way we can mm-hmm. carry us over until the actual release um adam are you are you happy with this are you are you content with this and what are you is there something missing that you're hoping to see when it officially comes out
1: hmm. i don't know if there's anything specific i'm looking for it's gonna be a really you know i've said multiple times that xbox game passes it's just not for me that's not how we want to play games uh and and you know kind of have a I want a collection that i can play when I'm ready and you know, for that very reason, who knows if I'll even get into the extra or premium tiers. Mm. Um, mm. Like maybe I'll dip in, just to try it out and see what it's like. And if, if there's like, you know, if I list out, okay, Hey, these are the games I'm interested in. Let me take the next, how many ever months play through them? Cause I'm not sure if I would actually want to buy them. Right. Um, uh, Play through them, see what it's like. And then, Probably go back down to just the the base tier after Definitely. that. I don't know. Definitely. so it's hard to say.
0: I, I, I'm I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump in. I mean, I'm I'm enjoying these these plants in regards to like Xbox for me and Game Pass. I I enjoy it. Game Pass. I think it's great. It's an awesome value. uh But on my Xbox, I'm never gonna buy a game on there. I'm just gonna use Game Pass. And so I'm you know I'm jumping into this because I'm curious about it. But I, my i will buy games on my playstation console um unless it's available to the playstation plus pass then i don't have to well then okay cool that's a loophole i can go around then but either or i'm excited because one we're going to continue getting our monthly games i mean i will say this playstation plus monthly games are on just a hot a much higher tier than games with gold with xbox they're just so much better um and and I'm not trying to say they're so much better because they're like triple A, the top of the top. No, but just in regards to value, they really give more. They get they just choose better games. Sometimes, there's yeah. a goal comes out, and I'm like, what is that? Like, it just doesn't make any sense. And I'm I'm excited because just like with Game Pass, they 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 update Game Pass constantly with new stuff. The same thing is going to happen with this. Like, this is going to be a living and breathing service that is going to be refreshing itself every time in the middle of the month. Uh for the extra and premium plans, so that's also exciting because the chances of there being something on here that's not on game Pass it makes it exciting like it kind of mm-hmm. like in all honesty, what this very well can mean for me is that I no longer have to pay for third party games ever again, especially on Xbox. I don't have to pay for first party games ever again. I just have to play pay for first party games on PlayStation with the select few third parties like Elden Ring sold Elden Ring. 15 million copies from software is going to make you charge for the next game. No doubt. And I will be there with 70 bucks. Here you go. Ready to go. But it's only the select, select few. You know, everything else, Dying Light like 2. You know, your third parties that you're not really sure on. Here we go. Here's the here's the plan. Hopefully it's on there. You can dig in. No strings attached. You don't have to take no risks. That's awesome. I'm excited. So, uh, there we go that is a PlayStation yep. corner for you guys. Moving on, we're going to be dipping into the good old green corner being Xbox. And uh we got we got some sad news. Honestly, I this this news made me personally sad. <laughs> literally. <laughs> um but uh first off, let's start with this. Um it was announced by Xbox Wire will Tuttle that the Xbox and Bethesda showcase or game showcase uh, for this year was going to be on Sunday, June 12th at 10 a.m. PT. Uh, They write, This show will feature amazing titles coming from Xbox Game Studios, Bethesda, and our partners around the world. The Xbox and Bethesda Game Showcase will include everything you need to know about the diverse line of games coming soon to the Xbox ecosystem, including upcoming releases to Game Pass on Xbox and PC. I believe this was written on April 28th. Two weeks later, we get a post by Bethesda, and um, I-, I wrote down some notes and stuff like that from The Verge, written by Cameron Faulkner. But I think this post, the Twitter post, is enough for us. This gives us all the info that we need. Um, Bethesda wrote an update on Redfall and Starfield. Redfall being developed by Arcane Studios. If you guys remember, Arcane just came out with um, Oh my god! Thank you, Deathloop for PlayStation. <laughs> Uh, And they're known for Dishonored. uh, And then Starfield being made by the main Bethesda Game Studios. Follow-up, Skyrim. This was going to be their big, big, big game for this year. I was excited. Here's what they have to write. We've made the decision to delay the launches of Redfall and Starfield to the first half of 2023. The teams of Arcane Austin, Redfall, and Pathetic Game Studios Starfield have incredible ambitions for their games and we want to ensure that you receive the best, most polished versions of them. We want to thank everyone for their excitement for Redfall and Starfield, that energy. Oh, that energy is a huge part of what inspires all of us every day and drives our own excitement for what we are creating. We can't wait to share our first deep dive into the gameplay for both Redfall and Starfield soon. Thank you for your support. I'm very sure they're talking about the showcase that will be happening anytime. yeah uh, and then so. phil spencer quote tweets that and he says these decisions are hard on teams making the games and our fans while i fully support giving teams time to release these great games when they are ready we hear the feedback delivering quality and consistency is expected we will continue to work to better meet those expectations first and foremost before i kick it off to you adam i just want to let everyone know why is everyone blaming Phil Spencer? He has nothing to do with this. He's the he's the, he's the president, you know. Of <laughs> Xbox. He's the main guy. He c- cannot c- he cannot control this kind of stuff. And I, I I'd, go for it. Go for it.
1: No, you should finish. Well, oh, I, all I will say is yeah.
0: the most recent AAA game that they've released, Halo Infinite. I'm pretty sure they're trying to learn from their mistakes. They're trying to better that. I know that it was shown that uh, Phil Spencer was there at. I, uh, Bethesda Game Studios with the whole team in their theater looking at gameplay. They're excited. And I'm sure they've sat down there like, you know what? Unfortunately, I know we just announced we're going to have a showcase. But for the betterment of our platform, we want this game. We want Game Pass to look good. We want to show that AAA games belong on this pass. So let's make the hard decision and let's just delay it and let it be because we want to put out some good games bethesda game studios needs to recover from fallout 76 uh arcane austin they don't need to recover from anything they are always very polished through and through with all their games and i'm expecting that they probably don't want to feel rushed and want to make sure that redfall is the best that it can be and this is their attempt at a four-player game that's pve if i'm not mistaken i don't know if there's any pvp in there but either or there's this this is a big game. This is a different game for Arcane. And so they are all trying to make something different, trying to push the limits. And so props to them. Delay it. I don't care. Gives me more time this year. But it is sad because that was gonna be the big Xbox game this year. So yeah, though that is sad, we know, we know good old Papa Phil's got something up his sleeve. There's probably something that we don't know happening in the works that could be announced later this year. I don't know. I've said enough, Adam. What's your thoughts?
1: Well, I definitely don't think people are justified in being mad at Phil Spencer. <laughs> I de- I definitely don't think they are justified, but I I do understand the journey that uh, Xbox owners and, and and fans of Xbox have been on for the past several years. You know, ever since. Yeah. You know, they kind of went on their acquisition spree and we're like, we're building out our suite of first party studios. It's always been like, the games are coming. The games are coming. They're being worked on. They're going to be here anytime. And then, you know, pandemic hits, stuff gets delayed and stuff gets delayed. (laughs) And then even with Bethesda and it's like, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that, um, shoot, what's the Bethesda guy? Uh, Todd Howard. I'm pretty sure yeah. he was like, "That's the date for for Starfield." He was like, "It's not moving." Yeah. And then it moved. And yeah. So I just understand that for <laughs> someone who's really like dialed into Xbox, they're not doing any other platforms. This is kind of all of their gaming hopes and dreams. It's been a lot of frustration. And even Definitely. though they've come back hard with Game Pass and, and they've made a lot of really good moves, there's still just the thought and kind of the feeling that where are our games? Definitely. Where are our first party games? At? Definitely. Uh, so, I mean, it's a big delay. Um, yeah, people are getting a little exasperated about it. And, you know, kind of maybe not. I don't know. Getting, they're getting emotional about it. I think probably a little bit, and it's just frustrating. But the games are going to eventually be here. Yeah, um, yeah. So just got to hold out a little bit longer.
0: I I hundred percent agree. Um, Adam, do you think this? Two things. Does this push? Um. <laughs> Sony Santa Monica. There we go. Do you think this pushes Santa Monica Studios to? let's get ragnarok out now or does this push them to be like oh we have some time because that was going to be the big thing it was yeah. literally starfield ragnarok these were going to be the heavy hitters and i'm not gonna lie to you this was probably the first time in a while where i was like there's a good chance ragnarok might not do well with starfield coming out because I- not saying that mm-hmm. it's not as good or anything like that i'm a huge lover of god of war man it was so good i i, I can't tell you how excited i am for ragnarok but there's just this nuance that but the game studios has with skyrim with fallout and that this game seems so ambitious like it, it's like it's gonna drown mm-hmm. the noise and everything around it and so well
1: yeah they they don't want what happened to horizon forbidden west <laughs> By by the hand of Elden ring to happen to Ragnarok, yeah exactly. And exactly of starfield, right, um yeah, it's hard to say i'm sure I'm sure they are very in tune with what the right really state is is for Ragnarok, um, I don't think they'll push it out earlier if it's not ready, um, but it you know, if they were already thinking spring and then that's what um starfield like slots into then i don't know if they just keep their spring date or if they try to push it out Yeah. No. a little no. further who knows yeah
0: I, I know that everything's kind of been on silent over there like the cory barlog is just has not spoken like they're it, it's almost like they're all just yeah. heads down let's just focus nothing else i th-
1: yeah and that's so yeah, yeah. I'm trying to remember Corey's not even working on Ragnarok 2 or on God of War Ragnarok, right? Well
0: su- supposedly.
1: I, I mean I I I know
0: that I know that when he was kind of talking a bit more, that's when people were like, Oh, he's starting a new project. I'm not quite sure if things have just started ramping up where they're like, Corey, we need you to just help. Like, I know they have a new they have a new game director. Like, yeah. Uh, and even Corey is kind of like gave his blessing, like you thought that you liked God of War. Wait till what he brings to the next game. And so, yeah. but I, again, I he's tied to it somehow, you know? And so mm-hmm. I, I'm not putting everything on him. I'm just saying in regards to the studio as a whole, we haven't seen much. We've only seen like that one teaser, uh, that teaser trailer. And so again, that's good. I love that. much. I'd much rather that. I'd much rather we get a trailer in July and they're like, here's the trailer for God of War Ragnarok coming out four months from now. We'll see you then. Bye i much i prefer that but i don't know i don't know because if ragnarok also does not happen this year there's nothing first party other than what nintendo has going on and they're gonna sweep other and and i guess you can say that xbox has well I, i don't know call of duty's coming out this year still so we have that but other than that there's no first parties from playstation no first parties from xbox like is it Mm -hmm. possible that playstation is already preparing that ragnarok will be delayed so here's what we have the last of us remastered with factions i've been seeing people talk about that as if that's the possibility of what Mm. we're going to get this fall which that makes me excited i love the last of us i mean if it's remastered i mean i'll jump in and play it because i've never played it again since that one time and factions there's so much there's so much wonder out there in regards to what factions actually is that I'm just so excited because just factions, the base game from the PS3 game was amazing. So either or mm. if they say that's what's coming out this fall, I'm satisfied. I'm happy. I don't know if a lot of people will be though. So I don't know, man. This this fall is like really up in the air, dude. It's really up
1: in the it, air. It's it's hard. Yeah, it's hard to say. I I mean who knows who knows like that it is ragnarok is still technically 2022 yes as far as what they've said yes um they haven't changed it to 2023 will they i don't know but if if they are going to i feel like they need to say something soon because if they don't say that it's delayed to 2023 in the next month then that's like you're like five months out from like the holiday season. Yeah. it's like, yeah. Okay. Well, if we're five months out from the holiday season and it's coming up this year, you need to give us a release date. Yeah. Well, if you don't give us a release date, we're just going to assume it's 2023. So you might exactly. as well tell us that. Exactly. Exactly. I don't know.
0: I agree. I agree.
1: Well guys, stay tuned here
0: on this podcast as we continue to bring the news and talk about it. hopefully things we get, we know more things over time. We're getting into the summer season which means showcases mm. will be happening, which means announcements will be had, which means we'll be able to see some things that we haven't been able to see for a while or reveals or anything like that. So stay tuned. Um, moving on, other news in gaming. Real quick, we're going to go through the, this story. It's kind of like a two-parter. A big, a big acquisition happened. Embracer Group, if you guys do not know, mm. um, they are a Swedish company that has made 62 acquisitions at the cost of $8.1 billion since 2020. Okay? Just think about that. All right. They just announced, and this comes by way of Video Games Chronicles, Chris Skillion, that they have uh they will buy Square Enix's Western Teams for $13 million. Which means that when the deal is completed, Embracer, which is also owns companies such as THQ Nordic, Coke Media, Deep Silver, Saber Interactive, and Gearbox Software. That means when everything is complete, they will have 124 internal game development studios.
1: I forgot they bought Gearbox from 2K.
0: Yeah, it's unbelievable. So real quick, just going to go through the the, the quick points of this story. Um, The deal will see Embracer Group acquiring Crystal Dynamics, Eidos Montreal, Square Enix Montreal, and the catalog of IPs including Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief, and Legacy of Kain, the total acquisition includes around 1,100 employees across three studios in eight locations around the world. Um, there's a couple other quotes and things like that, guys. That, again, the link to the server will be in the bio or in the show notes. Adam, before getting into the Square Next part, what are your thoughts on the whole Embracer part? Like, They just keep gobbling up companies, man. They just keep gobbling them up. And it, it's yeah. surprising that nobody's like like we get people on the on xbox's back about getting activision blizzard not to say that this is anything close to that i'm not saying that but with over 124 internal game studios like that is
1: crazy dude yeah like how how do they manage all of that like i just i don't know i I just don't know how they manage all of that um but i i guess if the the thing with like xbox it's like oh well now those are going to be platform exclusive yeah or console exclusive but embracer isn't beholden to any console maker so that stuff comes everywhere um so i i think that's why they fly under the radar a little bit but also the fact that they they don't like brand themselves in a way that like you're like thinking, oh yeah, that's an embracer game. Yeah, exactly. Right? It's like, well, they like have multiple sub company like management systems. So like Saber Interactive, of course I've heard of Saber yeah. Interactive. Yeah. I forgot that they were under embracer. <laughs> you know, like yeah. uh, you know THQ Nordic. I know who they are. I forgot yeah. that. Like sometimes I forget they're under embracer. Um, and so I think that that part kind of lets them fly low. And then of course they're not, you know. I mean, they're not um, Tencent, right? So it's yeah. like I don't necessarily have like political qualms with them, <laughs> exactly uh, right. for any reason. So do I think it's? I don't know. Um, do I think it's great that they're buying up everyone? I probably not, um, unless it means that developers get the same business and make games yeah. with, like little over or not not overhead, but little um, w- while retaining like creative freedom. Yeah, then. Sure yeah I'm glad that they're an option for people who uh studios that that need to get acquired to definitely survive, I guess definitely
0: so. I think what's interesting I, I don't have a story pulled up I, I, this is just from what I've heard from other stories that companies or in studios that have been acquired by by embracer so far seem to have good things to say that it's just a company with a lot of money that you know uh, gives a lot of freedom like they do have certain you know, aspects of the company were like you are remaking or remastering old games, like the SpongeBob, uh, the Bikini Bottom game. Yeah, that was from Embracer. Like, yeah. and and we have, I think, TMT. The thing that's going on with TMT, um, the remasters. I believe that's also a, a subsect of, of of Embracer. So we get in all these remasters of games, uh, from these companies that they're like throwing the money at. Here's the money, go make a game. And these smaller studios that at one point were struggling just to make ends meet are now acquired. They're given a lump sum and they're like, okay, cool. Let's go make that game. And I know that they supposedly said that they have like, what is it? Around 15 to almost 20 triple a games in development. Like it is, it's mm-hmm. astonishing. And I mean, honestly, like you said, I want to reiterate, it's not Tencent. 10 <laughs> cent. It's not the Saudi Arabia family. You know, it's like, at least they seem like they're on good terms with a lot of other things. So, I mean, good on them. They got Tomb Raider, Deus Ex, Thief. Like, like these are some good IPs. And on top of that, Crystal Dynamics literally just announced last month that the next Tomb Raider game has entered development and is being made on Unreal Engine Five. Mm-hmm. So that game is going to be an, uh, an Embracer Group game. So it, it's just interesting. I can't wait to see what this turns out to be and what this will become. Uh, and. Maybe Tomb Raider can see another new breath of life. Maybe they're able to put even more money into it or whatever it is. So I'm excited for that. Um, Before we move on, Adam, did you see, did you uh, get any info on something that we're looking for or no? Well,
1: I'm trying to, because I think, (laughs) uh, I think the TMNT Calabunga edition uh, or Cowabunga collection, I think is still from Konami. Okay. Then I looked at Shredder's Revenge, which is, being made by i don't remember who it says developed by but then that's published by dot emu but then they're a subsidiary of focus entertainment and i'm pretty sure that focus entertainment does tie back to embracer group but i'm having trouble finding that and improving that because guess what this is extremely
0: complicated exactly exactly they do a good job to let you know it's not embracer group um <laughs> well this story continues guys because with this what was interesting is that when this whole thing was going on People were asking, all right, well, Square Enix, you're selling this stuff off. What are you going to do with the money? And originally, and this again, it comes from Video Games Chronicles, Andy Robinson. This is what he writes. In an official statement, Square Enix said at the time that the deal would let it focus at the time, the deal would let it focus on investments in blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Now, just pause there. When I saw that, I was like, guys, you're telling me right now, you're selling these companies these these developers to focus on ai blockchain and the cloud like the blockchain mm-hmm. I, I i'm sure you guys can write it off in the comments and just tell me how dumb i am i still don't quite understand it you know ai i guess i can get it cloud i guess i can like what what are you trying to do square X plus like i don't know what they're trying to do here but either or that was originally what they said that's what they they led with and then a couple weeks later in some financial results, the Final Fantasy publisher was able to further explain its reasoning behind the sell offs. It said that the sales would allow to achieve sustained growth through, quote, selection and concentration of company resources, end quote. Better aligning overseas publishing operations with its THQ, with its Tokyo HQ, and focusing on new businesses such as blockchain, AI, and the cloud. Now, practically, to sum that up, they're practically saying they're trying to focus all their efforts with everything inland everything in japan they wanted to break themselves away from the third from their western companies and they just want to make sure that they can oversee everything in japan makes sense i get that i mean we've seen struggles that have been happening with crystal dynamics over marvel's avengers and mm-hmm. all these kinds and things now we can point the finger that that comp- that developer shouldn't have even make that game in the first place but that's that's either here or there. we can't keep going on that just to finish this off the company said it intended to reshape its digital entertainment portfolio, partly through creating new IP, speeding up decision making through an integrated group management, and by, quote, boosting game development capabilities by establishing new studios, M&A, which means mergers and acquisitions, etc. Adam, was this a good deal for Square Enix? And is there a reasoning? <laughs> does it make sense to you? Uh,
1: it honestly does. Cause it's it's not about the money for it's really not about the money because for <laughs> three hundred million, um, which I know crazy amount of money, but in terms of uh, video game, uh, studio acquisition, IP sales, like that's that's basically <clears throat> chump change, yeah. Like right now, yeah. Uh, like even before this whole spree began, I think Insomniac was bought for. Just under three hundred million, and people look back and are like, "Whoa, that's so cheap!" And it's like, so the fact that not only did they get, uh, what three studios, but they got lots of IP associated with that too. For that price, it's not. It's not about, oh, we need an influx of cash. It's more of like a, hey, we are terrible at managing our studios overseas, and it's causing us to bleed money. Uh we need to just get these guys out of our org right now. Yeah. Even though like they're good developers, yeah. like uh IDOS, Montreal, yeah. like Guardians of the Galaxy is really good. Yeah. Uh Crystal Dynamics, I know Avengers did not show for it, but like they can make really good games. They made lots of great Tomb Raider games and um, you know, their history goes way back further than that. And it's like it's just it's always seemed like Square Enix um has had no idea what their like North American teams are doing. Yeah. Like yeah. Galaxy should have been or uh, Guardians of the Galaxy should have been like promoted way more than it was because it was actually a good game. And then it's like Adventures. It's like, how did you go like so far down the path? Yeah. Not knowing like what yep. was going to happen. Yeah. Um so from that standpoint, I could see it's like, look, this is just more we're in over heads managing these studios. Let's not worry about riding the ship. It's like, let's cut our losses and get them out of here and focus in on our core, which, as you mentioned, is their Japan-like Definitely. studios and their Japan locations. Um, the blockchain, which I think is smart. It's smart. <laughs> yes. To focus everything in line. Yeah. 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 Um, I know... I know, you know, they talk about blockchain here or mention blockchain. And it's like, I really hope that they're not going like the whole NFT route. Um, But there is a lot that cloud and AI can really bring. And I feel like we've we've talked about that on a previous episode. So like those are potentially really good investments for them to make in terms of like improving the systems that their games can use. Yeah. How is blockchain going to get used for that? I don't know, but I'm sure (laughs) someone is going to, do something and 10 years from now we'll be like oh yeah um, I mean maybe it won't maybe it'll suck but like <laughs> you know cloud and cloud and AI have really come a long way in terms of being able to um, uh, improve your the systems of your games without having to uh, expend tons and tons of effort and, and dev time on them
0: definitely, so. definitely I did bring this up on our slack and I've seen some people talk about it a little bit by selling off these portions of their company now, I know that they said that there is hopes of either creating new IP, studios, or mergers and acquisitions to build the Japan area, which means if they do do a merger and acquisition, it's going to be in Japan. That's the point. It's all staying in Japan. If they create a new IP in a studio, it's going to be in Japan. They're not going to go outside of it, stay there. I did make the point that by selling off the Western arm of score Index, technically, technically it makes them a little cheaper to be bought now rumors have been circulated. these are just rumors i think these are the most shallow rumors ever this is just wishful thinking at this point because i don't i think square enix is really strong right now they i mean fantasy Four, final fantasy 14 humongous we're getting ready to ramp up for final fantasy 16 and four Spoken. these are going to be some bangers so i don't i think they're okay but There's been the idea of PlayStation acquiring Square Enix, which, again, we've already talked so much, you and I, on this show. We're not for these mergers and acquisitions all too much. Does that merger and acquisition make sense? It does. It makes a lot of sense. Do I want that to happen? Not necessarily. But if it did, it makes a lot of sense to happen with PlayStation. I know PlayStation has said (coughs) that they are not done. They still have some more acquisitions they want to make. So... Do you think, Adam, it's possible that they're like Square? Hey, you know that little M and A part—the mergers and acquisitions. Yeah, you're merging with us. That's the that's the
1: that's what that means. What do you think? No, I don't think that because <laughs> for three hundred million dollars, Square the PlayStation would have just bought them pre-selling off these studios. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean. Oh man, there are good studios. There are good IP that are available there. It's like PlayStation wouldn't let that go to waste. I I feel like they wouldn't let that go to waste, uh, if that were the case. And I I don't know, man. Um, plus, I feel like it's more of, I feel like it's more of Square wanting to buy other people or maybe do a lateral merge, um, like Square and Enix did back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't think they're necessarily. I, I don't imagine that after selling these studios off for such a cheap price that they're really willing to um, be bought out by someone.
0: Definitely. I mean, we're living in a world right now and and these are not even in the news stories. EA is trying to be bought out. Ubisoft is trying to do something to not get it taken away from them, from the Guillemot family. Like this is happening all over the place and everyone is like in high. And so there's this There's been this thing with the Japanese studios at it's not more of like a purification kind of thing. But I don't think they want to be taken from like, I don't think anyone other than Platinum, who straight up said they want to be. I don't think anyone in Japan wants to be acquired by a Western studio at all. I don't think so. And if it were to happen, they want it to be done in Japan. Sony is a Japanese company. PlayStation, Japanese company. Yeah. I'm not saying that will happen. But I think what will be interesting is how Square and Enix became Square Next and then uh Koei Tecmo or not Koe Tecmo and then you, all these other things. It'd be interesting if we saw this initiative where all these these Japanese studios are just like, let's all merge into one, you know? And then we'd like Square Square Capcom Enix, Sego, whatever the heck you want to call it. I don't know.
1: I I was thinking more of a a a play square Enix station, but <laughs> Nice. Nice. Hey, there you go. It's going, going. Um, Just before we finish off the
0: news, guys, I want to give a Kojima watch because uh, I'm a big fan of Hideo Kojima. Everything that he makes, I am there ready to indulge in the creativity of the man. And um, this will happen every month now. Every time an episode comes out, I will give an update on the Kojima watch. This Kojima watch is actually pretty huge, though. Um, This comes by way of IGN, uh, Jordan Serrani, and Ryan Dinsdale. They wrote up this quick article, and uh, supposedly Norman Reedus was on a was given an interview for Leo Edit, and um, he was asked about Death Strand, and this is what he said. He said, we just started working on the second one. He added, it took me maybe two or three years to finish all the mocap sessions and everything. It takes a lot of work, and then the game came out, and it just won all these awards, and it was a huge thing, so we just started part two of that. I want to make sure this is clear. (laughs) I don't know how much Norman Reedus actually knows what's going on, to be quite honest. I'm not saying he's a dumb guy. I know that he originally announced something. He recently said something like, yeah, I think they made another one. But at the time, he was kind of referring to the director's cut. And that got picked up. Everyone was like, oh, they're making a second part. But he initially was talking about the director's cut because he just He's not. He doesn't have to be there all the time for it. And so, yeah. this I feel like though is a little is is a little more cement because they give an update. And in a tweet, Kojima <laughs> didn't tag him, didn't say anything. He just put in quotes, "Go to your private room, my friend." And then he put a thumbs up and then an emoji with heart eyes. And uh, it shows Kojima holding up Negan's bat from The Walking Dead. It shows him almost swinging the bat at Norman Reedus when they were in the studio. And then a nice photo of them two together um and so go to your private room that's a that's a callback into death stranding because you have your own room in death stranding and whatever this has to be him playing coy and being like why do you gotta say that like okay like he didn't have to say anything i feel like this is confirmation that they're making a part two in my opinion of death stranding i don't want that i don't know what death stranding two can even be to be quite honest because the last one ended and i thought hey that's a good ending let's call it there i'm hoping that it could be that norman reedus is being called back by kojima to make another game and he's just assuming this probably stranding too i don't know and so i i don't want to say that norman reedus is that ignorant but either or norman reedus is supposedly doing something with kojima now that's all we know whatever that is we'll have to wait and see um Adam, I'm. So get this. Oh, please, this, please right? tell me, tell me, tell me.
1: Just it's, it, it's come to me, part two, right? Mm-hmm. Part P, two T, PT. No, don't even. Get,
0: don't even start playing with me right now. Don't, <laughs> don't even start playing with me right now, uh, man. I even left off so much Silent Hill stuff on this because it can go. It could have gone forever. Um, that would be dope. That would be dope. I mean, my thing is. With how much hype there was for PT, Kojima can do that still. Just don't call it Silent Hills. Call it something else, you know? So either or I'm excited. That is your Kojima watch for this episode of XP Podcast. And um, just to finish it off, real quick, I just want to throw it to you, Adam. and Just let everyone know. What have you been playing? What have you been digging into real quick?
1: Uh, still lots of Elden Ring. I'm getting I'm getting close to the end. As Rob is as well where we've we been. Chattin quite a bit about it yeah. um which is phenomenal game uh working towards the end going in for that platinum trophy so yes. almost done with that um i don't know what i'll play on playstation after that but we'll, we'll see <laughs> you just need to come back down from that with maybe some very linear short i think yeah. we're gonna take a <laughs> three-month
0: break honestly
1: <laughs> yeah i mean it's taken three months to, to, to play through it basically um, I did start uh, Skywalker Saga on Switch. Nice, I'm very, nice. very early into it. I am. I could I could have lots of opinions about it. Um, very mixed opinions. That oh, I should boy. probably get a little bit more time before I'm, yeah. I bash the game too yeah. hard. <laughs> OK, OK.
0: Well, that's sad. So, that's a little sad. Uh, just like Adam said, I, too, have been playing Elden Ring. A lot of Elden Ring. That's actually all I've been playing um and Mm -hmm. so you and i are literally i it's so strange because i never played a game like this with anybody before where especially with a game this big surprisingly Mm -hmm. you and i adam are at the same spots at the same time our trophy you have a little bit more trophies than i do but we are very much so in line with each other like moving up and so uh that's exciting we have been talking about it a lot i have so much feelings for this game good Hmm. feelings about this game i just can't get over this game it is they outdid themselves man they totally outdid themselves and i just i know we want to have a a deep discussion on the entire game so hopefully that can happen soon because i just wanted to really talk about this game when i said originally that we were when we all were talking about it and we're like hey we should probably or we were like hey who's ready to talk about Elden Ring?" and then i know like michael and austin they're like i think we're good and then i was kind of like you know what I think I need a little bit more time. And at that point, I was 20 hours in. I am now 93 hours in. And I'm like, give me just a little bit more time. I could tell you where how I really feel. Just a little bit more time. And so that's just how the mm. breadth of this game is just so vast. I, I, I'm constantly in awe. Constantly in awe. I, I usually get tired of things about this game i am excited to finish it i can tell you that right now mm-hmm. not that it's boring not that i want to get over with it i am excited to finish this because i want to dig into some smaller games there's tunic yeah there's trek to there's a bunch of small games i want to dig into i just yeah. can't yet um but i'm all, like i think finishing this game is going to be such a bittersweet thing and so i'm extremely excited to get to the end uh, i know you and i need to team up and figure out how to defeat some bosses together and just make this oh, yeah. ending as triumphant fit as possible. So, yeah, man. But uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. Um, yeah. Adam any last words before we uh, sign off from the good old XP podcast.
1: Um, Just that I'm kind of shocked. You're only, only have 90 hours logged into Elden Ring <laughs> for where you're at. Cause I'm like at 130. <laughs> what? whoa
0: dude uh oh, man. T- to
1: be fair with with just my life i do have to like pick it up and set it down a lot and yes. so there there's probably some like idle time in that game clock but uh for me but <laughs> very good point. <laughs> very good point
0: i <laughs> know <laughs> hey, man a, Wear where that like a trophy when you get that platinum um yeah. well guys thanks for joining us here for the xp podcast level 28 again if you guys listen on podcast services of your choice if you can rate the podcast please rate it it means a lot to us leave your review mm-hmm. and we love to read them out and see good good things y'all say about the show because it makes us feel good and then if you're watching on youtube well don't forget to hit the thumbs up button subscribe to the show share with your friends comment down below let us know your thoughts on everything we talked about we talked about a lot of things and i'm I'm happy yeah. that we get to talk about a lot more news now And so uh let us know your thoughts on all that again we are on youtube with shorts on TikTok, on Instagram Reels, on Facebook. I try to create these shorts so that way we can get some snippets out of there and just go, 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 go. Um, So check them out. I might try and play around with breaking these out into just individual stories somewhere uh, if you don't want to. But again, what's the point? I have the show notes and the time codes in the video and in the show notes. So go check them out. They're right there for you. If you don't have an Mm -hmm. hour and 16 minutes to dedicate, so they're there for you. Um, But again, we appreciate you guys. Stay tuned for the next episode of XP Podcast. But until next time, peace out. See ya.